0: This Tridio production is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network, and made possible by you, our listener. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit tridio.com slash donate.
1: You're listening to The Secrets of Doctor Who, episode number 36.
0: I'm a doctor. I've lived for over 2,000 years. I have Scottish. I can complain about things.
1: Shush. Hi, I'm Don Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Doctor Who, where we discuss everything about the hit BBC series, Doctor Who. Today, we're discussing the trailer just released for the 2017 Christmas special, the regeneration episode for the Doctor from 12 to 13. Uh, so this is a big one. Uh, joining me today are, on the panel are Jimmy Aiken from San Diego. Hi, Jimmy. Howdy, Dom from uh, San Diego, where uh, Comic Con is ongoing uh, in yes. the midst of of geek heaven right now. I have to, I should mention, and uh, Father Corey Stika from Malta, Montana, where there is no Comic Con going on right
0: now. Uh, no, no Comic Con and lots of fires. So. Ooh.
2: We have those in Southern California too. Yeah, we're we're in the midst of a pretty nasty drought,
0: and I've got actually some friends south of here where I used to be as a priest that they're suffering from it. So for those of you that, that do believe in prayer, please do pray for them. Definitely, definitely.
1: Uh, we, yeah right now in Boston just since we're doing a weather forecast it's it's a pleasant 65 and rainy uh, which frankly I, I enjoy the variety of weather in in Boston. Can you, can you box it up and send it over here? We could use that for about a week. <laughs> uh, I would love to uh, we, I mean we had 90s last week and today it's it's, it's a nice pleasant rainy day that's I'm a New Englander at heart you know it's I, I like the uh, variety of, of weather and I tell myself that all the time.
2: <laughs> a, a, a few years ago, uh, we had some major fires here in the San Diego area, and it was on a Sunday. And uh, I came out early in the morning to go to mass. and this and there was this smell outside. and the sky was like grayish orange. Mm-hmm. and I remember that, yeah. and the uh, and there was the it looked like little bits of snow falling from the sky, yep. but it was ash. And, wow. and so I drove to mass and, and drove around afterwards just to check out everything that was going on. And, uh, it, it you know, it was just so surreal. It was, it was apocalyptic was the only yeah. adjective that I could use to describe what it was like. And, uh, people were off the streets. There wasn't a lot of traffic or anything. And since it's out here in the West, we have tumbleweeds. And so with this mm orangey ashy burny smell in the environment i watched a tumbleweed roll across the city street and it was just really <laughs> apocalyptic yeah
1: it's like it's like something out of last man on earth uh the yeah. tv show <laughs> <laughs> so uh if san diego was not perfect then uh is, the, no. is what you're saying uh which uh is news to me but um, since we're talking about the, the ash falling from the sky like snow, it makes it a perfect opportunity to talk about our trailer today uh, for the uh, Christmas episode. But first, Jimmy, you had something you wanted to share uh, that we, we're going to put on our Facebook page, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. There are just a, a couple of uh, amusing things. Uh, recently, I was re-watching uh, some, the John Pertwee uh third doctor episodes and i was just watching my way through them and i came across the green death and when i watched it again i discovered the the very first occurrence of a female doctor who <laughs> because uh, in 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 one um Sequence in this, uh, John Pertwee dresses as a milkman to sneak into Global Chemicals, where they're hatching a world domination plot. And they, the 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 officials at Global Chemicals figure out very quickly that he's snuck in, disguised as a milkman, and so they put it on the loudspeaker to look out, you know, for the for an intruder dressed as a milkman. But fortunately, he's prepared ahead and immediately switches disguises to be a cleaning woman. and and so you've got john pertwee as a cleaning woman and uh and it's it's played for laughs and i took a screen grab of it and uh we'll have that uh we'll have that on uh uh, on our uh social media and uh, web pages
1: good so that, that was
2: the first thing i discovered um also i i put up a um and these are already at jimmyaiken.com. If you want to take a look at them there, but there are, we'll also put them elsewhere. Um, I also put up a screen grab of the end of the thirteenth uh, Doctor trailer, where you have um, the the new female Doctor approaching the TARDIS as it's just materializing. And when you look at the TARDIS, it's clear that it's changed appearances, because one of the characteristics of Stephen Moffat's tenure was they had a logo that said St. John's Ambulance that was on the front of the TARDIS. This is actually something from the early days of Doctor Who, and it went away for a while, and then Stephen Moffat brought it back and decided to use it as kind of a visual signal of his time on the show, that during his time as showrunner, he would have the St. John's Ambulance logo, and it even became worked into the title of an episode, The Bells of St. John's, um, during the Matt Smith era, but that, since it's no longer Stephen Moffat's era with the new Doctor, um, it's going to be Chris Chibnall's era, uh, Chris Chibnall has apparently removed... The St. John's logo, and I'm sure it'll be back in the future. But it's it's you know was a sign of Stephen Moffat's reign, and so it's not there right now. And it occurred to me, well, so the Doctor's changed gender, and up to now, the TARDIS has always been referred to as a female. You know, we had Mm -hmm. it manifest as female in the Doctor's wife, and all the way back, the Doctor has been referring to it as old girl. But if the uh, if the if the TARDIS has now changed its appearance and regenerated, the big question to me is not about the thirteenth Doctor. It's has has the TARDIS become male, and, <laughs> and will she begin referring to it as old boy? And I kind of hope she
1: does. That should be <laughs> interesting. Funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess yes. That's my prediction. I think
0: it will be. I think I, I don't know. Of course, there's the classic tradition of calling ships she, she I, yeah she so yeah, yeah. I mean. We can continue be, with that too. That's yeah. true.
1: So uh, uh, both of those, uh, we'll we'll get those onto our uh, Facebook page, uh, the Secrets of Doctor Who Facebook page, and uh, I'll try to get them in the show notes if I if I can, uh, or at least I'll, there'll be a link to the Facebook page. Um, a programming note for those of you expecting to finally hear about our our discussion of the big parts, a uh, big finish, audio uh, spare parts. Uh, audio play. uh, The good news is you have even more time to listen. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, They keep dropping this news on us and we keep wanting to talk about it. So last week we had to talk about the 13th doctor and this week we got to talk about um, the, uh, the the trailer for the Christmas special. I think that's it. Unless they announce a companion, which I'm not even sure. (laughs) Well, we might put that off, uh, but unless it's a, a really big deal, you know, they get somebody famous or something, but regardless um we it's recorded we'll release it on our usual schedule next week um just think of it it's like it's like you know the the, the 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 doctor doesn't move linearly through time this is a nonlinear podcast and so uh just imagine that it was recorded first but came out later that's all uh so that said now that we've we've talked uh, <laughs> all uh, linked about that let's talk about this trailer but first i'd like to play you the uh the audio of the trailer uh here it comes I
0: hate fear! Have you no emotions, sir? I'm the Doctor! I am the Doctor. Something has gone very wrong with time. We're trapped inside a single moment. So
2: sorry. I don't suppose
0: either of you is a Doctor. You're trying to be funny. These police boxes they're ever so good, aren't they? We do have one little advantage. What advantage? There's two of us. Is he here? Is the doctor here?
1: And there we go. That's the trailer, uh, folks. We have 154 days until we can see the actual episode that the trailer is for. But uh, so let's talk about it. Uh, we we start with um, a black and white image of the TARDIS on the snow, and uh, William Hartnell uh, delivering those uh, the first couple of words, and then they do a, 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 a special a special effect morph as he's as the line is spoken uh, to uh, David, David Bradley. Bradley. Uh, which is which remarkable, given the fact that you, you think about he, the the voices, not just the image, the voices have to be matched up mm-hmm. uh, as that one line goes from Hartnell's voice to Bradley's voice. I mean, it was really great. I, I I think that's just a great move.
0: I thought it was a very nice touch. If nothing else, it shows, the um, you know, how hard that David Bradley is hopefully working or has worked to make his the his inflection, the way he speaks, the way, you know, everything he's doing to match William Hartnell. And I think that's what they were trying to show is, you know, yes, it's a different actor and he does look different,
2: but it's going to be the same doctor. And I, that's obviously what they're trying to go for. And Stephen Moffat has talked that up, uh, talking about how eerie he thinks uh, David Bradley's performance is in terms of being reminiscent of William Hartnell. Personally, I don't see it that much. I mean, I I think David Bradley is fine as I mean, he's played William Hartnell in an adventure in space and time, which was kind of the 50th anniversary making of Doctor Who docudrama. And then he's played now the first doctor. Um, and I think he's fine as a first doctor recast. But I still see a lot of differences between him and William Hartnell. They don't look quite the same or sound the same to me,
1: but it's it's still fine. Probably for for most for most uh, viewers it'll be it'll be close enough. I mean they I mean yeah. there's are super fans who can who can tell the difference. But uh, I mean it's it's so much better than say Chris Pine and William Shatner. You know what I mean? There's, yes. Yeah. Uh, there much have been closer. recasts which were not as close as this. Which yeah. Uh, but I get your point. So uh, so we move to uh, we have a, a shot of. Um, Peter Capaldi. Uh, I'm the Doctor, and then you know it's where we left off at the end of uh, the the season, which you know the them encountering each other, the the Twelfth Doctor and the First Doctor in the snow outside the TARDIS, um, and they have that whole uh, you know uh, are you uh, are you the uh, the Doctor or uh, I forget exactly how that
2: line went again, but uh, I'm the Doctor. No, I'm the Doctor, the original. You might say it's that moment from the yeah. from the fall the Doctor falls
1: right. And then we come to we get to a scene where um it's it looks like another remake of a scene from the the the, the first doctor's time from the 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 10th planet episode the regeneration yes. of the first doctor where yeah. uh, his companion is holding his hand as the regeneration is beginning.
2: Right. I really like that they're doing this um because it's always there's there's kind of a flaw and when we get to talking about the first Doctor's regeneration in a future episode, I'm sure we'll talk about this. It's It was meant to be set up more with more of an explanation than what we ended up getting on screen. And so it kind of comes out of nowhere. If you're just watching the episode and you're not paying real close attention, he just kind of falls down and regenerates in a blaze of light. We don't have the normal setup that we would expect for a narrative event mm-hmm. of that importance. And so they're kind of going in and backfilling that now I really like that. Um, they uh, they also we get a glimpse in the trailer, as you mentioned, Dom, of his companion. One of his companions at the time that's Polly. Mm-hmm. Um, Polly and Ben were a pair of 1960s young young people uh, that traveled with uh, the first doctor at the end of his uh, tenure. Um, and we get a glimpse there of of Polly. She's blonde. She's wearing her kind of 60s mod dress. Mm-hmm. And she's indeed she's holding his hand as we see the Artron energy glowing around his hand. So it's clear that they're tying us in to the 10th planet, the final story, which right. is set in Antarctica. So that tells us in all likelihood where we are in the snow. It's Antarctica. And uh, also uh, they're backfilling the regeneration of the first doctor more giving us more detail about it. So it, I like the narrative completion of that.
1: And and it's it's in color, of course, you know, yeah, which is uh, interesting. Me I mean, because given the, the the first Doctor was, was in black and white, I'm kind curious to see, you know, you know, having seen all those episodes in, in black and white, to see what it looks like now in color. I never saw Adventure in Space and Time, so this is sort of the first exposure to that for me. Um, so we go from the first Doctor to the twelfth Doctor again, with his hands glowing, and he's uh, in the midst of regeneration. Um, very quickly, and then we cut to um, the t- two Tardises, uh standing on uh, desolate, look, a desolate, probably what will probably be
2: a World War One battlefield,
1: given what's a, what happens right after this.
2: And it's clear the Tardis has put on weight in the last fifty-something years. <laughs> yeah. Pierre yes, the Tardis is bigger.
1: <laughs> yes, they look very different, and in fact, the the the, the first Doctor's Tardis looks just like the the, the that, that Tardis from the first seasons uh, like everything else in the past you know 50 years we, we've all grown uh, bigger and heavier except, except for you jimmy <laughs> frankly uh, uh, but but uh, we won't have to get into that but uh, the uh, but you know they uh, doors open on both of them and the two doctors step out um then the, we see this battlefield um and everything she says you know we're we're stuck in a moment in time so everything is frozen in time um which could we we've seen this before uh, i think we've we saw this with clara
2: yeah in fact in the we, raven it, in fact it's in it's in uh the green death where uh because at the end of that i'm sorry no not the green death it's in the dinosaur invasion another john pertwee uh serial where there's a group of people who are plotting to to like send people back in time so they can remake the human race and live in a golden age. And at their climax, at the climax of the episode, uh, the Doctor, uh, they throw a switch to start sending everybody back in time and time freezes for everyone except the Doctor. And because he's a Time Lord, he's able to move in that frozen moment and undo the uh, the problem. And so this is kind of reminiscent of that where the two doctors are able to move in this frozen moment of time and Peter Capaldi like brushes a snowflake that stopped in midfall mm-hmm. and so forth. We also see um, a big crater from apparently a munitions explosion with two soldiers in it pointing guns at each other. One of them is Mark Gatiss, um, who's who we then proceed to meet
1: so for and for people who uh don't recall mark Addis is uh he, he's uh a writing partner of stephen Moffat. um he he uh co-wrote many episodes he wrote several episodes of dr who he co-wrote sh- co-wrote sherlock with him plays sherlock's brother mycroft um so he's a, an actor as well and so we see him yes, in this crater with this other soldier uh guns pointed at each other um frozen in time um And Mark
2: Gatiss's leg is injured. If you watch the freeze frame, he's like his pants, uh, part of his the leg of his pants are torn off, and his shoes mm -hmm. off, and he's got like bruising and blood down there and stuff. And that helps set up his line: as either one of you a doctor?"
1: Right, and and which to which the doctor says, "You're kidding, right?" (laughs) So yeah, apparently he's unfrozen. Now, when I first saw this, um, or when I first saw the promo image that featured. Um Capaldi and uh Bradley and Gaddis or Gadis uh in his uniform, I thought at first that this was the Brigadier.
0: See, hmm. someone else raised that I saw that as well online where someone raised that possibility that it might be the Brigadier, like a younger version of the Brigadier.
1: Yeah. Uh would the would the would World War Two as a time frame fit for the Brigadier? He I would be
2: so. he would be very young. I was I was looking, and he also Mark Gatiss wasn't doing the uh, Lethbridge Stewart inflections. Uh, it would be interesting if they did uh, make it the Brigadier, um, because he's a major figure in Doctor Who's history. Uh, it would be neat to see a version of him again. I didn't get the vibe though, and I and I was looking at the the <clears throat> costumes uh, that th- the soldiers are wearing in Mark Gatiss and the one he's fighting. And they looked like World War One uh, costumes to me. That didn't look like a Nazi uniform on the other guy. It looked like it could have been a World War One German uniform.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the thing that kind of that threw it off for me. So, uh, so it's probably not the brigadier in that case. Oh, by the way, as we talk about this, we may mention a spoiler to uh, the of related information to the episode, which we'll, we try not to spoil, but um, we do. Uh, w- well. <laughs> <laughs> well, well we try not to spoil future stuff but but too much but we um we may mention at at the end here um other people that i i, I like i want to mention at the end other people who i've heard it going to show up in this uh, episode um so oh i see
2: know, but so beyond I'll, the, I'll, what's in the trailer exactly exactly okay
0: by the way i just i just looked at um imdb and it just lists his character as the captain interesting
1: the captain
2: which could could be the brigadier at an earlier stage of his career,
1: right? Right, or yeah, I mean, it, it could be. There were other uh, conflicts that the British Army was involved in between World War Two and the time of the brigadier and unit, um, so that could be uh, at play as well. So uh, it, we'll keep it open uh, on that. It would be interesting. Um, the so and when he asks uh, the the captain asks for um, are, are either of you do you, either of you are a doctor in the uh, dr 12 says uh are, are you trying to be funny and uh, then we we cut to a scene of uh we see that uh the 12th doctor standing in what looks like the 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 very white walls of the the first doctor's tardis yes um,
2: yeah we're appar- of that we're clearly going to spend a, a good bit of time in the first tardis
1: yep uh then we see uh uh, David Bradley with the cut with the, uh, the the very characteristic uh, pose of the first Doctor holding onto his lapels. I, I, I notice he, the first Doctor does that <laughs> very much. Yeah, um, that's kind like his yes.
2: version of Picard's tug the shirt down. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs>
1: uh, and then we see uh, Mark Gatiss uh, again, and then the TARDIS flying through space. Uh, some explosions uh, around the the Doctors. Um, uh, then the twelfth doctor says, uh, "We have a, an advantage that they didn't that they didn't expect, which is uh, there's two of us. Um, which there have been two of them before, and three, and five, as many on as point? five. Yeah, although you More can say that. in audio. Yeah, well, in, even in the uh, the fiftieth anniversary special, there yeah. were all there were thirteen, 13. of them. <laughs> so there's uh, lots of uh, jumping around and running." and then we get, we cut to the scene where we have this blurry figure in silhouette um, we hear Pearl Mackie's voice saying is that you is that is that the doctor and then we see her um, embracing the 12th doctor um it, for those who don't remember uh, that uh, bill did not die at the end of that episode she went off to fly off with wet heather uh through the exploring <laughs> the universe um so that's that's pretty much the trailer uh we'll see what we we don't have uh it's, it says uh the title we didn't say the title which was twice upon a time um which is, leads some interesting questions um so what do you think uh what what are we going to get at christmas uh based on what we see in this trailer
2: well father Corey, why don't you go first
0: well i, I one thing i have to mention is I, i'm disappointed by the fact that they show bill potts again you know we yes. talked about it you talked about it for the you know uh the 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 season finale where they don't like to kill off a character. They don't like to... Stephen Moffat doesn't like to end a character one way or the other. She got her happily ever after. She went off with Heather and to see the universe and to show off the universe and then she comes back again. Just like Clara. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, can we just have a character end and leave and be done?
2: Please? (laughs) Yeah, and not not just Clara but we have this one last embrace phenomenon going on with Mm. every major character departure in the Stephen Moffat era, because we had, um, uh, we had Amy Pond, um, she and Rory get, you know, trapped in 1930s New York or whatever. So they're separated from the doctor, but then, um, and they, wrote this they didn't get around to filming it for some reason but then later on um you know there's a letter that comes from uh from amy talking about her and rory's life afterwards and then uh when it's regeneration time for matt smith amy manifests as a hallucination in the regeneration process and they have like one last contact again um then when matt smith regenerates he makes a telephone call to Clara in the very next episode. Yeah. And then they kill off Clara and then bring her back. And then they dispatch bill and now bring her back. And it's like every single stinking character, not only gets a happy ending, but a last embrace after the fact.
1: Well, and just this is the spoiler bit I was going to uh, mention, so if you don't want to be spoiled about who else is going to show up in this uh, episode, uh, you can uh, fast forward about a, a minute or two now, but uh, Clara's coming back again. <laughs> uh, we, we've heard that um, Jenna Coleman is going to make an appearance in this uh, uh, Christmas is,
2: episode. Okay, Is so I have a question about this, because this was a rumor some time ago, and there was... Um, uh, there was an indication that the uh, whatever it's called, Bill's American Diner or whatever, Nick's mm-hmm. American Diner or whatever it is, the, the Clara Tardis. Um, there's a, a real physical location for that here in America. And there was a claim that it had been rented for filming. And then that was later denied. So I'm not sure what info you're looking at, Dom. How 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 recent is it in terms of Clara? Uh,
0: about uh, two weeks ago?
2: Okay. It could uh, uh, could be see. could be the genuine yeah. article then.
0: She she's not listed she's not listed on the IMDb entry but that really just lists people who were in the trailer. Yeah. Uh,
2: right. That's that's IMDb d- data is kind of Wikipedia ask. It's generated or yeah. was generated by like IMDb users. N-
1: Correct. Not not anymore actually. IMDb oh, is really? now okay. uh, yeah, it's now because it's uh, it's used Owned for by professional Amazon?
2: reasons.
1: Yeah. Uh let's see the um I have an article up here from Screen Rant. Um, it's mentioning a an article in The Mirror, which is not always the most reliable journalistic source. Uh, sorry, folks. But uh, it does say <laughs> that Jenna Coleman it's like has the agreed. New York Times. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Nope, but absolutely uh, true.
1: Fake news, hashtag. Um, <laughs> well, it does say that um, following some previous rumors, the outlets reporting that Jenna Coleman has agreed to return in the episode as Clara Oswald for a small return appearance. Um, in addition, the outlet claims that both Pearl Mackey and Matt Lucas will re- be returning in some form as Nardole in Bill.
2: So we, we, we've got to confirm that uh, Pearl Mackey will be there. Um, you know what that could be and that wouldn't bug me? Um, is something that they've done. They kind of already did this, though. Um, but it's 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 common when a doctor is regenerating for him to have flashbacks of his companions, and 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 it wouldn't bother me if we just got a half a second of 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 new footage of those companions as mm-hmm. part of a flashback but they actually they already did that in the doctor falls so they could, where he sees a moment of his previous companions ending with Missy right and they
0: could they could do like a uh where he's remembering you know 30 seconds where he's remembering something at some point mm-hmm. you know so i mean there's there's possibilities there
1: Right, yeah, I mean, you could have some uh, some new shot of some of a very brief moment from the past that wasn't previously seen
0: uh, on, on film. As, as I think about it, though, they did give Pearl Mackey billing in
2: the yep. trailer. Right, Pearl Mackey's clearly going to be a, a significant character in this.
1: Right, uh, well, they clearly want her to be seen as a significant figure. Sometimes you see people give him significant billing in order to pump up, the appearance of a popular person in a small, small yeah. role, I think. Um, I think they may also, have the BBC's marketing may also uh, be suffering the repercussions of having uh, so built up the appearance of uh, the master, uh, thus ruining some of the surprise of his appearance mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the finale, and maybe they're going to hold some of it back, maybe. Who knows? Marketing people uh, don't always... <laughs> can't always resist uh but we we have 6 months for them to uh, try to hold back um so we'll see well who knows we'll, who knows we'll see uh there's still there's still uh, a long time to go before that so anything else we need to say about this trailer i mean it's about a minute long you'll see the link uh, online if you haven't seen it already
2: I spent some a little a few moments uh, kind of freeze frame scrubbing it and, um, you know, moving to different points and looking at freeze frames of what's happening in the background just to try to get a sense of where this is happening. Uh, Like there was when you heard the audio, there was a bunch there was this big explodey section where you hear lots of explosions and on screen you can see like fire erupting and things. And I was trying to get a sense of where is this? Um, where is all this occurring? We see at one point the TARDIS, and it looks like, if I'm not mistaken, the first Doctor's TARDIS flying through space. So they may travel to another time or planet or something, um, and that would actually be a logical way to to connect with Bill, because she went off to you know fly around the galaxy with wet Heather. And um, and so she wouldn't be back. We don't have any sense that she can time travel on her own. So we wouldn't expect to meet her in World War One or in the 1980s, which is when the 10th planet Mm -hmm. is set. Um, But uh, if they if they go to the present or the future, then they could meet up with Bill. But in looking at the at the area where a lot of this drama occurs, it wasn't entirely clear to me. Um, where we were, I couldn't really identify it. It looked kind of like generic science fiction setting. I did mm-hmm. notice there was one there was one room that the two doctors were in, where if you look on the walls behind them, there's kind of uh, there's some they look like bas reliefs almost, but they're kind of shiny and they're human shaped, and they're flat. But I wondered if that has some connection to the Cybermen, because Mm -hmm. the Cybermen were present in the Doctor Falls. The Cybermen are present in the 10th Planet. Bill became a Cyberman temporarily. And so I'm wondering, Mm -hmm. are they going to tie back into the Cybermen somehow in the Christmas special?
1: Okay. That I, I wouldn't surprise me, given that the 10th Planet and the Doctors, uh, the 12th Doctor's final two episodes were both Cybermen, Mondassian Cybermen episodes. It mm-hmm. uh, would not surprise me that that is a key
2: element in their meeting. Also, and, and we mentioned this uh, in our analysis of the Doctor Falls, but there's the question, which I'm sure will be dealt with in the Christmas special, of um, what's the Doctor's regeneration problem? Because he, we see him in the snow shouting no, and right. and either he's either refusing to regenerate altogether, in which case he's committing suicide, or he's refusing to change form and become somebody new. Mm-hmm. And they kind of set us up. It looked like they might have been setting us up for that as well. Um, and so obviously we have a kind of ghost of Christmas present past and future Christmas carol thing where the original (laughs) doctor is going to give him a kick in the pants in some form to help him realize the need to go on and to change. And now with bill coming back, that may be part of that too. And it'll ultimately culminate at the end of the episode into him regenerating into the new doc 13th doctor.
1: Yep. So, um, I think that's, yeah, that's great. I mean, this is about as much as needs to be said at this point, because unless they, we get another trailer at some point, they usually don't release more than one. But uh, I think that's a good analysis. Um, what did you all think? What did you, the listener, think of the the trailer for the, the this 2017 Christmas special? Um, what you know? Did something jump out at you that that uh, we didn't see, or did you hear something? You, you you have some hopes and dreams for the 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 Christmas special. What do you want uh, Santa to bring you for Christmas? Um, let us know by visiting uh, tridio.com, dot com t r i d e o dot com or the Secrets of Doctor Who Facebook page. Leave us some feedback, or send us an email to Doctor Who at sqpn.com. You can find links to all our personal social media and our websites, and uh, in the show notes that are on tridio.com. We'll be back next week when we'll. uh, Well, first we're going to have next week. We'll have the spare parts episode. Finally, uh, we'll be. You'll you'll hear our discussion of the the big finish audio play for spare parts, Uh, and then after that we'll be jumping into. some new, some new old episodes, shall we say? We'll look at the two thousand five Doctor Who reboot of uh, the first episode with uh, Christopher Eccleston and Rose. Uh, Billy Billy Piper. Rose, yep. And then after that, we'll go back to the first Doctor's time and look at the first Doctor's first episode, and then
2: uh... and an unearthly child.
1: An unearthly child, and then we're gonna take some time to look at some. Uh, you know, do, we're gonna do some different things between now and then. No, we'll look at regenerations and some other episodes. So uh, stay tuned. We'll, it's gonna be a lot of fun over the next few months. So um, with that, uh, until then, uh, Father Corey Stiko, thank you for joining us in sharing the secrets of Doctor Who.
0: Always glad to be here.
1: And Jimmy, thank you as well. Spilling secrets is what I'm all about. <laughs> And once again, I'm Don Bettinelli. Thank you for listening. When will I see you again? Uh,
0: Soon, I
1: expect. Or later. One of those.